Hello friends and folks, and welcome back to Neutral Game, your newbie-friendly fighting game podcast. I'm Six Datmar from Scanline Media. And I'm Real Soviet Bear, hello. And uh, we're, we're delving into 2021 now. It's a new year. Has sp- Spring has sprung? No, it's still winter. Um, but, you know, we're moving on. And uh, what better time when moving on than to look backward and, and take some lessons from what we've just been through. Uh, and you may be thinking, oh, God, are we going to talk a bunch about, like, <laughs> the awful year that was 2020? No, we're going to talk about December, or I should say December. Thank you for pronouncing it properly. A lot of people were like, it's December, but no, I invented the word. So I say <laughs> how it goes, it's December. And you can't stop me. Yeah. December would be like if it was Dickensian, I think. Uh, maybe. Uh, so we've done a couple of these podcasts, these these uh, like sort of like uh, December uh, aftermath podcasts, but people may not have listened to those. Miadrog, what is the deal with December? Okay, so uh, a few years ago, I wanted to do a month of fighting games on my Twitch channel where we we try as many. Fighting games as we can, and we did. I think this is the third one so far that we're doing since we skipped a year. But the idea was initially, okay, let's take games that have you know online multiplayer, and we did, you know, the Blaze Blues, the uh, Tekkens, and all that jazz that you could play with viewers. And then uh, the next one we had Parsec at our disposal. So that meant we could basically play anything that was on PC, whether it had online play or not, including old games. And we did a bunch, bunch of that. You and I uh, went through mm-hmm. Kensei the Sacred Fist. I think that's the only one I remember, even though we went through other uh, janky PlayStation uh, 1 games. Evil Zone. Evil Zone, yes. Evil Zone was really good. Um, but the issue with Parsec was that uh, it gave a... Uh, unfair advantage to me as the host because I had no latency, whereas other people had latency, so it wasn't ideal. Um, mm-hmm. So this year, uh, we decided to go with uh, Fightcade specifically because that removed the issue of um, you know people having lag with Parsec and weird controller issues that Parsec seems to have when people keep connecting and disconnecting. Um, uh, also avoid the issue of people needing to buy specific games to play and, you know, us relying on games with good netcode. So we just went with Fightcade, which has existed for a while, um, mm-hmm. and kind of solved both issues of people needing to obtain games and people being able to easily drop in and out and having lag. And you're specifically using Fightcade 2, which um, I remember last time I was I was doing going heavy into Fightcade was sort of when Fightcade 2 was pretty new. And, uh, you know, I was mostly playing with you at the time, and our discovery at that time, our conclusion was that Fightcade 2 was broken, and we just went back to the original Fightcade. Um, but seems like Fightcade 2 has, has come a long way since then. Yeah, Fightcade 2 is a significant improvement. Uh, we didn't really have that many technical issues, although two days before I needed to set everything up, for some reason, an update went halfway and completely broke broke for me as these things usually happen when you plan something um but that got fixed and it was pretty easy to set up i think the biggest struggle for people was figuring out um 
which folder games go into because it is an emulator, you need to get ROMs and you need to put the games in specific folders. And how 5K2 works is um, it basically uses different emulators for different games. So you have you know, Final Burn Neo as the main thing, but uh, for Super Nintendo and Mega Drive games, and you know, it even has Master System game support. Um, uh, it uses different emulators uh, and adds netplay to them. Uh, some things seem to work better than others. Uh, arcade stuff seems to have very good uh, proper rollback uh, online play, uh, whereas stuff like Super Nintendo games, um, we, we tried Killer Instinct, seems to have noticeable latency. And when we tried a Master System game, uh, we would just get uh, desyncs and crashes. So it, there's still ways to go, but as far as arcade games go, at least, it's it's working pretty fine. Um, and That's good. And how it works is basically you can you can join up to three lobbies. Uh, you can join more lobbies if you play through the Patreon, and you can even make private lobbies, but... Uh, it's like 20 bucks or something, which I is a bit too steep uh, of an ask for me. But uh, uh, basically, you can enter any lobby for any game uh, through a search bar. Uh, they have a massive database. And uh, there you'll have other people who are in the same lobby for the same game. Um, and they can challenge each other. Uh, if it's a ranked game, you can uh, challenge in a more structured format, like first, uh, you know, two, three, and all the way up to ten. Um, mm-hmm. If it doesn't have uh, ranked for the lobby, then you can just challenge people to regular matches. You can join in and spectate other matches that are going on. Um, so it's it's pretty uh, pretty simple, pretty functional. Excellent. I'm glad I'm glad they finally sort of got it to a, a better state because I um, the original Fightcade, which yeah at that time we were going back to because it it was it worked when Fightcade two wasn't. Um, is very low tech, <laughs> um, and I think some of the when I used Fightcade two, like some of the, the changes, especially I think the thing that really you know makes the big difference is the um, the emulator switching is a really really amazing um, development that makes it able to support a lot more games. Yeah, and um, just also kind of clarify, um, even though Fightcade is primarily for fighting games, it does support you know, non-fighting games. So if you want to play, uh, I don't know, Captain Commando or Calyx and Dinosaurs, um, like beat-em-ups, you can. Mm-hmm. You want to play some uh, Metal Slug that have got your back. Yeah. Uh, yep, so you, you can. And that's because it's an arcade game. It's uh, pretty functional. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you talked about um, how the different setups. So how did, like, using Fightcade make Dexember run differently this year? Uh, so how, what we did uh, before when we kind of had to plan stuff in advance was I had to opt in, uh, or people had to opt in in advance to play something. So, um, you know, I tell people, hey, today we're doing this game, so make sure you, you know, buy it or install it or make sure you have Parsec, and then I would have to set aside time, you know, to verify that everything was working because... If you get an older game, even if it says it has net play, you still need to test it with people to see if it actually has like reasonable net play or not. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're playing with Parsec, you need to make sure that the person connecting to you actually works, because maybe their gamepad will just interact weirdly and not register inputs. Mm-hmm. Um, but with uh, 
this, uh, when I, I still announce games in advance for every day, so people, if they want to practice or prepare, they could. Um, but the idea was, instead of dedicating specific slots for specific games, I would say, okay, on this day, these are the games we are doing, and you can challenge me at any point in any game. Um, so that led to me bouncing around between games, but it also let people, you know, if they can only tune in for the second half of the stream, they don't have to worry about missing out on one of the two games. Instead, they can be like, okay, these are all the games today, and I can uh, join in on any of them. Um, mm -hmm. And also let the viewers join in more easily, because, you know, if you if you jump on the stream, like, not everybody's in the Discord, not everybody follows my Twitter, uh, if you tune on the stream and you see, you know, I'm playing, I don't know, um, Street Fighter Alpha 3, uh, you can just, you know, fire up Fightgate, get the game quickly, uh, and just challenge me. Whereas if I was playing, say, you know, Tekken 7, and they don't have it installed, and they have to install it, maybe it won't install it by the end of the stream, and so on. So it was very drop-in friendly, and I think for people, it was also um, much easier to jump in and out that way. Um, and the only really drawback was on my end, because, you know, if I had um, people who only wanted to play one game, and... Uh, for example, somebody only wants to play Mortal Kombat and somebody else only wants to play, uh, I don't know, Vampire Savior, then, you know, they get warmed up, they get into the game, but I have to, you know, change on a dime between mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat inputs and Vampire Savior inputs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just a bit like, as a streaming setup, it's a little tricky just because of, because things were actually a little so, were kind of too convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... And, and but it was easy all to capture. Didn't have any issues capturing. I think the only time I had issues was because different games have different aspect ratios. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I would need to as the game loads, I would need to quickly resize it before my character timer runs out. Um, and uh, if people were not in voice chat, would be if they were just in chat. You know, people were wouldn't send me challenges in time because by the time that they uh, saw the match end somebody in my voice already knew the match and so they would send me like a challenge so that way so there was like a little bit i had to be like give people a buffer and remember who played uh recently and give other people a chance to play and so on mm -hmm. so like as as since the lobby system is pretty um it's pretty much just like a chat window where you can you can send requests to people it would might be nice if Fightcade had more of like a like a room system or something that you could do. Yeah, like I said, they do have private lobbies that you can invite people to. Um, I haven't tested it, but how I assume it would work is, uh, you know, I would make a, a lobby and have the link in my uh, Twitch stream for people to join in. Um, but it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, when we picked very active games, um, a lot of people will just send you challenges because they see a new person and they want to play them and, you know, mm -hmm. beat their uh, beat their butt. And I'd have to, like, make sure, you know, somebody sends me a challenge and check in chat, hey, is this somebody from chat or not? Or is this just, you know, a random person because we want to prioritize playing people who were watching the stream and who want to take part. Mm -hmm. For sure. So the whole point of, of Dexember is getting to try a whole lot of different games. Um... And so you got you got quite a quite a list you went through. Um, do you want to like? Are there specific standouts you want to talk about? Do you want to hit the whole list first and then delve into the ones that that um, I, I felt think, noteworthy? I I think we can like just go 
through the list, and as we hit noteworthy stuff, I can like talk more about it because some things are just okay. gonna be a few sentences. Sure. Um, but yeah, we started off. Uh, we have a few categories of games, so we did a few Capcom games. Um, uh, tried to not do super mainstream stuff, uh, but uh, we started off with X Men: Children of the Atom. I mean, have you played that one? Uh, I've never played that one myself. Yeah, so that was, uh, I, I guess, the thing that started off the um, entire Marvel thing for Capcom. Um, mm-hmm. And we also played the Marvel Super Heroes later. They're fairly similar games. Um, the, I think X-Men Children of the Atom has a bit more interesting characters because it delves a bit deeper into uh, the X-Men uh, universe, whereas Marvel mm-hmm. Super Heroes picks more Safe stuff like I don't know Iron Man, Spider Man, and things like the things we're already used to. Sure, um, sure. You know, at the time, more of an interesting choice, perhaps. But by now, uh, if you say uh, Iron Man is in your game, people are not super <laughs> moved by that. Yeah, um, they play very similarly. It's you know a six button Capcom fighter. Um, the big difference is Marvel superheroes has uh, power stones. Funnily enough, um, so that was. Kind of re- weird, weird to see the first iteration of that after playing uh, Marvel Infinite Wii U uh, last month. Um, mm-hmm. And how they work is uh, they drop on the map uh, while uh, you're fighting, and then when you pick it up, whichever uh, the the I think the oldest one you have on you, that's the one you can actually activate. But if your opponent uh, hits you hard enough while you have gems uh, on you, then you will drop those gems and they can pick it up. And each gem has a different ability, uh, like Time Stone makes you faster, there's uh, one of the stones has you get the infinite super meter, one has you heal, the other gives you uh, projectiles. Um, it's it's very, sound effects are very similar to um, uh, Marvel Infinite, although this one is a 1v1 fighter, so there's no nothing interacting with your partner. Well, in Marvel Infinite, a lot of them felt bad. I guess is just the word I'm going to use. Do you feel like they the implementation was more was more like fun here? Yeah, I, I think I think it uh, they felt more meaningful, um, especially because you you could go through all of them in a single match as well. Mm. Um, yeah, you weren't limited to the one that you started with. Yeah, and it wasn't really. It didn't feel like this is the core of the system. It felt more like... uh, God, you know when we played uh, TMNT for the uh, NES, and you had that ball that drops and you can pick up and throw the opponent? It kind of felt like that. It kind of felt just like stuff is being thrown on the field and you have to grab it because you want the advantage. Though, in that game, uh, you just ignore it and suplex over and over, as I recall. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I played the Wolverine in both of those. Um... Pretty fun character, pretty safe. I just want to also mention that none of these games, um, uh, very few I have played beforehand, and I didn't really practice any of them, so I was effectively blind for almost all of these games. Um, okay. Well, yeah, um, we, we went through Vampire Savior, which, for a life of me, I can't remember which one that is. I think that's the third one, because there's four of them and they all have weird names. Um, um, yeah, I think that's I think that's right. Yeah, one of the one of the Dark Stalkers games. Yes, um, that one I was kind of familiar with because I used to play Dark Stalkers before. Uh, so I played the Bishamon. Um, 
you know, I really like that game, uh, but going back to it, the inputs are way too strict. I have, I, I don't remember the last time I played a game where doing ADP was that difficult. Like, it was ridiculous, and I, I had to check with other people, and yeah, they also had just problems with doing basic inputs, and it wasn't lag or anything, it's just the input detection was very strict. Hmm. Like, it was more strict than the new Sam show. Interesting. Yeah, there's. I, I've had a I had a thing recently. I have a friend who hasn't played, like, has barely played any fighting games, and I'm I'm about to try and get them into fighting games. And we were talking about what we would have them play, and it was like, oh, like you have a copy of like the new like KOF, uh, 2002 with like GGPO. That would be great. And I'm like, mm, those old KOFs, the input code's really brutal. I don't think that's probably a good start, actually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I can agree. This 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 one I didn't even remember uh, the input code being this strict in Dark Stalker, but I guess it was. Um, maybe it was a specific version of it, or is that just a Dark Stalker's thing? Maybe I don't. I genuinely don't know. Like I assume people who are used to the game already know how to play around the input, but like bouncing between all these games I've played, it was it stood out. Um, but other than that, it's a great game. I, uh, you know, I hope Capcom finds a studio that will revive it while they find answers rather than them reviving it themselves but uh, we'll see yeah let, let like Capcom lend out the IP for your fighting games I don't want you to make those games anymore I've lost not, faith not until we see Street Fighter 6 um but yeah we all, speaking of Street Fighter we play Street Fighter Alpha 3 um again I still really like Street Fighter Alpha 3 it's really good mm-hmm um, I think we talked. We talked. We did an episode on that, so I won't delve uh, too deep. Uh, I did play Dan. I had a lot of fun as I do playing Dan, so that was good. I, I think we might have done on Alpha Two. Was I think we specifically avoided doing Alpha Three. Okay. But, yeah. But, yeah. You know. It's, yeah, yeah. I, 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 same, I was you know. I was told that the Alpha Three had the issue of uh, what was it, V Groove being broken beyond belief. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you ignore that. Uh, I think it is a very good Street Fighter. It plays very smooth. It doesn't play like a bad Street Fighter game because I'm I'm not super into Street Fighter as I've voiced uh, uh, again again in the past. But I think Alpha handles just the right speed for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. And uh, by by popular request, we also did the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, which was surprisingly really good. I'm. I, I do you watch JoJo at all? I I have watched um I have watched some some JoJo's. I the, the thing is every season is like a new thing basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I've watched the one. I think the one that that is is not maybe it's Stardust Crusaders or something. I haven't watched the one that the game is about. Um, yeah, I play. So I haven't seen any JoJo games. I only know about like Jotaro and Zavardo and all those memes. All the memes, yeah, yeah. Uh, the so I, Road Roller and all that. Yeah. So I played. Uh, I I bounced around a few characters until I found one I liked, uh, and I played some lady assassin who uh, uses magnetism to fight people and charges sure. charges up with uh, electric sockets. So her entire gimmick is you set an electric socket. And then the opponent, uh, if it if they hit that electric socket, uh, your character powers up by one level, and that makes uh, all your moves uh, more powerful. 
Um, so she was some kind of like weird zoner that throws cutlery and electricity and um, all sorts of things at you. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and the characters in general seemed to be a lot of fun. Uh, somebody tried to cheese me with Pet Shop, but I won, so that felt good. Nice. Um, for those who don't know, the uh, one notorious thing about the game is that uh, there's a character, a bird called Pet Shop, that is uh, so broken that I believe it is banned in every single tournament of the game. Uh, but, you know, not banned in uh, in, in Fightcade. So. Nope, nope. I do wonder how many people just, you know, play Pet Shop on Fightcade because it's unregulated. I mean, I don't I I feel like probably there's a, you know... There are no consequences for just like dropping out of a game. Mm-hmm. If you make a habit of that, people are gonna load in, see you pick pack shop, and just close the close the game. You're just not yeah. gonna get any fights. Yeah. Um. But that was, that was all from the Capcom side. Uh, we did a few SNK games. We did a real bout Fatal Fury two, uh, which everyone ended up being surprised by uh, because it was really really good. Um, how familiar are you with the? Uh, Fatal Fury and Fatal Fury 2. Uh, I played a lot of uh, Fatal Fury Special back mm-hmm. in the day, um, and I thought it fucking ruled, which is, you know, not... It's... it's uh, 2 would be the game right after uh, Special, um, so I can only imagine it's even better. Um, yeah, I think Fatal Fury is is slept on these days. Fatal Fury is great. Yeah, we... Uh, so, so this is specifically the version that's called as a real bout... Um, Fatal Fury 2, which is, I guess, the equivalent of, you know, Ultra Street Fighter, or whatever, I think it's like the third iteration. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it plays really well, uh, very smooth. Uh, the two-lane system, really good. Instead of having you jump between two lanes, the back lane is kind of the backup lane. So, uh, you basically hide in the second lane, and then when you jump in, you can jump in with a high, uh, or low attack, or, um, uh, or you can like just jump in and block, uh, and the opponent can kick you from the back lane at any point as well uh, with a push of a mm. button. So it doesn't feel, you know, it doesn't feel like um, the original Fail Fury or Guilty Gear Asuka, where it's just like you know hopping between lanes in an annoying way. It feels just more like a different uh, avenue uh, for your defense. Nice. Uh, really good, like it a lot. This is uh, definitely very high on the list of uh, I will play this game uh, after December a lot. Um, then we did Last Blade 2. Um, I don't think we talked about Last Blade 2 too much. Uh, no, I think we, we've mentioned it, but we haven't, like, we, it's not like we've ever played it together or anything. Um... I think most of our conversation around it was around our episode on uh, Capcom vs. SNK2 because I gushed about Hibiki, who's going to be in Sam Showdown now. What's up? Yeah, um, and you also mentioned that you haven't actually played Last Play 2. You only played Hibiki a lot. Right, correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Last Play 2, I think it's pretty good. Uh, I have I play it a lot. as not a lot as a game, but I played it as a kid. Um, uh, but I came into it fairly blind now because I forgot everything. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot how good the presentation of that game is because, uh, you know, it, it, the music, uh, the like round announcements, the arenas, it all just feels very, um, very authentic. Like Samurai Shodown is a bit, uh, you know, brutal and has you know the traditional Japanese mood, uh, but it's still kind of like 
not modernized, but still feels kind of, how can I say it, like contemporary, whereas this, when you play it, it feels like an old movie. Mm. Uh, and I like it a lot. Uh, definitely also something I will go back to play. Um, and I actually, one of the reasons I played it the other day was I was feeling in the mood to play Samurai Showdown after the mm-hmm. Hibiki announcement. But then I remembered, oh shit, Samurai Showdown has not great netcode. Um, so uh, I just went Blade Last Blade, which is similar enough. Uh, but you should try Last Blade. If you like Samurai Show, I think you'd like uh, Last Blade. And if you like Hibiki, you'll like Last Blade, obviously, because she plays fairly similar. Okay, cool. I will. I will have to check that out then. Yeah, uh, Ninja Masters. We already talked about that in length. Uh, still pretty good game. Still enjoy it. Um, I think after this December, though, um, there are some other games that I also enjoy just as much. So I don't think it's gonna take a back seat, but I definitely want to experiment with a few more older games. Mm-hmm. You don't. I mean, you don't want to get like. There's. There's so much. There's so much possibility space out there. You don't want to get overly stuck on one uh, one thing. Yeah. Well, until Guilty Gear Strive releases, then I'm stuck on that forever. It's not going to be very good. We'll, we'll see about that. We might make an episode <laughs> on it. Um, uh, we, I bet we will make an episode on it. I hold to my claim. I don't think it's going to be very good. Uh, okay. But uh, so, so we did uh, some non-fighting game fighting games as well. Um so we talked about we did puzzle episodes in the past. So we did Magical mm-hmm. Drop Three. Uh, we did not do Money Puzzle Exchanger this year. That will be next year probably. Um, Muzzle, did... Money Puzzle Exchanger is just a little too brutal. People would have cried. It takes it takes a lot of brain power. <laughs> um. So Ghost Lop. Uh, have you heard of that ever? No, I assumed you typoed and you meant to type ghost loop. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's, so Ghost Lop is a unreleased game. It's a prototype uh, from the same studio. It's from Data Use, the same studio that did Magical Drop. And, uh, no, the Data Use rules. Yeah, the reason it wasn't released was because they, they went bankrupt in the middle of development. But the prototype was out. And how it works is uh, it plays a lot like Busta Move, uh, except you have... Uh, two colors on uh, uh, on the screen. You have uh, uh, blue and orange ghosts. They're like spheres that you have to break. And your character at the bottom acts kind of like an Arkanoid paddle, where you throw a ball, and you can change the color of the ball midair between orange and blue, and when it collides with the correct uh, uh, color of the sphere, it destroys it. And then anything that's, you know, hanging underneath uh, the orbs you destroyed falls down and sends garbage to your opponent. Hmm. Um, for a unreleased prototype game, it is uh, the core game is extremely good. Like It plays really, really well and I, I feel it's like a tragedy that it never got released because if as a prototype it plays this well I can only imagine how good it would have been as a full game. Hmm. Yeah, Data East is a really, uh, really great like they they are responsible for some really amazing games. Uh, they made uh, Windjammers and stuff. They're they they were very talented. It's a bummer that they didn't get to finish this. Yeah, uh, I recommend trying it out. I think you might like it. Um, we were okay. all yeah. pretty surprised by it. Um, definitely, we tried definitely we tried we tried Pucci Carrot, which is essentially Arkanoid versus mode. Uh, didn't like that one at all. 
uh, felt more like you were playing against yourself than the other opponent. Mm. Um, it, it, if you want to know what the gameplay is, it is literally like Arkanoid versus Smooth with anime. Okay. Um, well, I'm, oh, okay, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's been better than Arkanoid, yes. Um, uh, and we played the Twinkle Star sprites. I think you might be familiar with this one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is a versus shmup. Uh, very, very good. Uh, very hectic. If you like uh, shoot 'em ups and you like being competitive, uh, this is one hundred percent up your alley, probably. Mm-hmm. We should do some Twinkle Star sprites. It's a really good game. I'm so bad at shmups. I mean, I, I'm down. <laughs> I'm I'm okay to lose at things. It's fine. But that's what will happen. Well, look. The only the only way to get better at shmups is to play shmups. That's what they say, but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um, and yeah, then we uh, played a bunch of uh, miscellaneous uh, fighting games. We did uh, Asura Blade and Asura Buster. Uh, do those names bring a bell to you? No, I, they do not. So it's, it's kind of difficult to explain what makes them stand out. Um, they, they're very straightforward fighting games. There's three buttons on them. Um, and you know you have your standard issue uh, super meter and stuff um, th- there's nothing really that stands out in terms of how it plays it's fine it's 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 pretty neat um, but it's very difficult to like recommend like there's no like selling pitch there's no like last plate like oh yeah it's like authentic samurai or uh, you know real battle fail if you're like oh yeah it's very technical uh, it's more just like yeah it's, it's it's a pretty easy to get into anime fighting game and it has bunch of different characters although it has one terrible mechanic uh in the second game which is buster where if somebody ko's you you can press all three buttons and you will have a last stand where you have a timer to kill the other opponent that just downed you and you can win the round instead what and are you are you if you take another hit, do you immediately fall down? Yes, or? yes, yes. You take you okay. take one hit and you immediately fall down. Hmm. But there's no requirement on how to. You can do it like every round if you want to. <laughs> That's really obnoxious. It is. It's really obnoxious. And whenever people did, I was like, oh god, we're doing this again. Uh, I note that uh, from Ostra Blade to Ostra Buster, the character Footy didn't make didn't make the cut. Didn't uh, make which the is, sequel. Which is a shame, because she's fucking busted in Blade. Probably why they uh, cut her and made two characters of it. Not because her name is Footy? No. Okay. Well, look, she's a Chun-Li. That's why she's called like that. She just kicks a lot. Oh, yeah, she's got her disciple in the sequel, Chen Mao. Got it. Okay, sure. Yeah. I I, I recommend people, like, to just try it out, because it's not a complicated fighting game. Um... And it has some good music and presentation. A lot of the characters remind me a bit of uh, Guilty Gear characters. So much so that I had to check when the first Guilty Gear was released. Uh, they were apparently released the same time, so it's just a coincidence. But it's very, like, 90s uh, fighting anime aesthetic. Sure. Alright, that sounds worth worth taking a look at. Uh, Dread Killer Instinct, much to my dismay. Like I mentioned, the uh, Super Nintendo netcode isn't all that great. I, I really don't like the old Killer Instinct. I think it's boring as hell. Yeah, if we're we sh- maybe we should do an episode on the new Killer Instinct at some point. That game's pretty great. 
that the new Killer Instinct is fucking fantastic. I I really like that game. Mm-hmm. Old Killer Instinct, not so much. Uh, Cardinal's Revenge. Have you heard of this game? Oh yes. I it is essentially Street Fighter. Like it is unapologetically just a Street Fighter reskin with one new mechanic. Um, and that is every character has a uh, accessory, and if you deal enough damage to that part where the accessory is, uh, so like like whether it's their head, their chest, or their legs, uh, if you do enough damage to that body part, the accessory breaks and they're stunned. Um, uh, which means that for the rest of that round, you can't stun them again after that accessory has already been broken. That's the only thing they have that's different. Uh, other than that, I, I just played the Guile and made everybody hate the game. Uh, my only fun fact about Karnov's Revenge is it is the sequel to Fighter's History, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Fighter's History, a game that Capcom... this was It was another Data East game. Uh, and Capcom sued them, saying it was too similar to Street Fighter 2, and they needed to take it off the market. And uh, Data East went into the, I mean, you know, this is this is sort of a, a, a shortened cartoonish version, but basically went into the courtroom, uh, showed some footage of Street Fighter 2, and then showed Karate Champ and said basically, case closed. And yeah, they won the case. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you didn't invent people fighting. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I, if, if, uh, like, if Fighter's History is too similar to Street Fighter, and apparently this one is a bit more different, then I, I can only, I, I can't even imagine how similar Fighter's History was, because this felt literally like Street Fighter to me. I was doing Street Fighter inputs, and it's just like, oh, this is the Guile, does he have the Flash Cave, does he have the Sonic Boom? Yep, okay, this works. I mean, you can imagine after that, like, the, at, once you have that lawsuit, where someone sues you and says your game is too similar to theirs and you win it. There are two possibilities. One is you say with your next game, okay, let's make sure that doesn't happen again. Or the other is, fuck it, man, we won that lawsuit. <laughs> let's go in. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, I didn't like that game that much. Um, sadly. Uh, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people do like it, but to me it just feels like playing more Street Fighter 2. That's yeah, kind that's of my fair. main issue with it. I haven't, oh. I haven't touched it in a long time. I bet it doesn't feel as... I mean, I've turned on Street Fighter 2. Maybe I would turn on this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Dankuga, um, which is the... I. So I'm going to probably get this wrong. It is the unreleased sequel to Kaiser Knuckle, uh, a Taito fighting game, um, which is most infamous for uh, having one of the hardest uh, endgame bosses of fighting games of all time, the General. Uh, so much so that there is something on the internet called the General Challenge, where people try to, you know, beat the General legit. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, I did... So, so that one I didn't like at first, but then it grew on me during the stream. Um, there's some weird things about it. Like, it has this thing where there's constantly a meter growing on the side, where uh, when that meter is full, your next attack that lands, uh, like, deals more damage. Uh, and it's not something you can control. Um, it's very similar to, you know, called, like, how, how MK11 has those, like, not, like, x-ray moves, but those, like, like big moves that, like, zoom in when you counter-hit? Sure, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that, except you can see the meter at all times, and like 
you can kind of tell, okay, now I have access to this thing. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I didn't like it at first because I, I think I picked the wrong characters, but when I ended up picking, you know, a character whose moves I had, because I wasn't looking up any move list for this, so I managed, I just picked the Ryu or the Shoto uh, and managed to wrap my head around it quickly. Uh, it plays fairly well. Um, it, I even say it's a play, plays surprisingly well. Um, it's it's another one of those games where people go, oh yeah, this is like a hidden gem, a la, you know, Karnov or... Jackie Chan or you know whatever old weird games people dig out, but I I out of all of those games, I think this is the only one where I actually agree with that. Like yeah, this actually plays fairly decently. Um, well, so that doesn't one... say good things about the next game on our list, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I recommend Dakuga. Uh, I think you and I should try it. Uh, I think you might enjoy it. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, but yeah, Jackie Chan Fists of Fire. This was the first time I've ever played. I've ever played it. I have heard so much about it because, uh, you know, it's it's the meme fighting game. It's the one that's like, oh yeah, this is actually so good. Um, to me, I I ended up understanding it in the end, but I don't like it at all. Uh, it, to mm. me, it feels like this is an over the top game that's accidentally over the top, and I would rather just play. Uh, uh, ultra fight the Kianta if I wanted to play something absurd. Yeah, that's. I I understand. Like I think that this is a game that gained its reputation back in uh sort of like the the dead period of fighting games, right? Mm-hmm. Where people were going back and playing old fighting games through emulators and stuff and being like, "Whoa, check this out!" Um, but now that the fighting game community is sort of and developers are like alive again and have been for a while. You can just get developers doing weird things on purpose, uh, yeah. and that's cool. Yeah, I I, I didn't like this at all. Um, which I, I guess is blasphemy for a lot of people. It's just uh, I I like over the top fighting games, and I feel like this one is just halfway over the top. If I was starved for fighting games and I came across this, yeah, I'll probably like it. But as you say, there's so much better stuff, including you know the ridiculously broken games that are intentionally ridiculously broken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd you know, rather play. Year, uh, ca- you know, this year Ultra Fight to Counter Two got a new character. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, uh, not uh, not a knee is her name. I don't. I didn't. I haven't played with her, but yeah. I, I assume she does not have a knee move. Uh probably not. Uh, you know, okay. load it up. Find out what what memes are are built into that game. So, yeah. Um, and then the last thing uh, worth mentioning, Waku Waku 7. Um, are you familiar with this one? This one even has a Switch release. Yeah, Waku Waku 7 is a classic. Yeah, uh, I think it's pretty nice. Um, wasn't super into it, uh, but like it's it's it has a less interesting cast than Evil Zone to me, because Evil Zone is the same shtick of, oh, we just have characters that are different genres of anime. I think the characters mm-hmm. are less interesting in Waku Waku than Evil Zone, but Waku Waku just plays infinitely better because it's not a capped at thirty FPS. Well, the thing the thing I like about Waku Waku Seven is that like they're all very direct. Like it's not just like oh we're we're doing this genre, which they are, but they're also like very specifically parroting specific like anime and characters, right? Yeah, like like JoJo and Totoro and stuff like that. And uh, New Dominion Tank Police, and yeah. Yeah. But, 
you know, like, if I was, if I visit someone and they were like, hey, you want to play some Waku Waku, I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? If that's the thing you have loaded up, why not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the titular Waku Waku 7 are uh, seven Waku Waku balls that will grant wishes, so they're really not, <laughs> they're really just here to fuck around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, shame they never made a Waku Waku 8. I mean, you can't add an eighth Dragon Ball. I mean, Waku Waku Ball. I, I mean, they, they they made a Super Dragon Balls and Dragon Ball Z. They can do whatever the fuck they want. No, what they need to do is they need to pull a Square Enix and do for a really high res Waku Waku Seven remake. <laughs> that that was, or Waku Waku Seven Dash Two. I'd be here for Seven Two. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically we went through a lot on average two games per day and. Mm-hmm. To two, uh, what was it? Ten streams that month. So it seems like maybe for for next year, for next December, I this year, I guess. Oh, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> it seems like probably going to stick with Fight K. Do you want to look into the private lobbies thing, maybe? Yeah, I'm probably going to look into that a bit more. But we're definitely sticking to Fight K because it seemed to work best for me it worked best for people watching and wanting to play and it definitely felt like people had the most fun because they could participate as opposed to um you know previous years where a lot of them could just watch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm hoping i have the secret hope that fightgate will release an update that lets them do ps1 games with rollback somehow um i don't know how technically feasible that is but if that ever happens that will open up so many fighting games, both good and bad. I, mm-hmm. uh, it will be so good. Honestly, I uh, I did a stream yesterday, um, playing a bunch of uh, PS2 games, and you know what I was reminded of a fight. This is not, you know, this is this is a versus mode, and I'm gonna say it's a fighting game. It's sick. The versus in uh, Tenchu Wrath of Heaven. I did not know that it had a versus mode. Yeah, not only does it have a versus mode, the versus mode is, like, you are both, like, rival ninjas, and you're trying to kill each other, but, like, there are guards and stuff on the level, and you could, like, you're trying to, like, kill the other person without being spotted by the guards, and if you get spotted by the guards, you can, they can hurt you, but also you can kill them and use their, like, equipment to help fight the other player. It's really cool. That sounds pretty badass, so that's, why hasn't anybody remade that? Because the studio that made it went down though they did actually since you mentioned it last week there was an announcement like the the studio like whoever has the rights for tenchu put out an interview being like we're thinking about re-releasing some tenchu stuff like yes please do those games own yeah or at least release that versus mode because that sounds really good that's basically pvp with uh the environment messing up i mean people are experimenting with that now because i think uh it's not a fighting game or a action game or anything but uh Hunt Showdown. That's basically mm-hmm. that, where it's like two teams of players versus each other while there's, uh, you know, the environment. But I feel like doing that in a ninja format, where like stealth is a big priority, is um, a bit cooler. Yeah, it's great. I played a lot of that when I was when I was younger. Nice. So. Could also do siphon filter versus mode. Oh. If, we, if they had, and man, if they added siphon, if they had PS One support, and I could play Siphon Filter Two with rollback and versus mode, that would be the you know bee's knees. 
<laughs> I'll take your word for it. I was never, you know, I played a lot of the PSP siphon filter, but that was about it. Uh, the original was, uh, you know, if you had a console and you wanted to play like a shooter in split screen, it was a pretty good option if you didn't have, you know, GoldenEye, I guess. Wow, that's a lot of qualifiers there, Mio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, I have a pitch for you. Sure. Deck January. No, December no. works because you have the time off. It's just a bummer for me because increasingly, as as December happens, I am as a retail worker too busy to to drop by, and it's a bummer because I I love December, but. The well, needs of the few cannot succeed the needs of the many. We will we will figure something out. Maybe maybe there needs to be something like I don't know, beat up October or something like that. Sure, sure. That that sounds or puzzle you wary. Puzzle lie. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh. Back to the drawing board with these names. But uh, I'm glad glad December is uh, is hitting a hitting a groove. You're not having to experiment with in completely new formats every year. You found one that just works. Yep, um, this is definitely staying for a long time. And uh, yeah, Fightcade keeps adding new games over time, so you keep having new possibilities to explore until they stop making video games, which will be a bummer, but. Well, hopefully they don't stop making video games, and hopefully they don't stop making fight hate stuff. Hopefully. Um, where can people find you, Six? Uh, so if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at SixDetmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R, and you can find my work at ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. I do a lot of podcasts. And uh, you can find me at Twitch.tv slash RealSovietBear and Twitter.com slash... Uh, MDKII, that's MDK Roman numerals 2. Excellent. You do a lot of uh, streaming of fighting games on there, too. So, And also just other, you know... Uh, I don't want to say... I had a conversation yesterday with some friends about whether the PS2 really counts as retro. Yes, uh, it does. It does. I know, but it doesn't feel right. I don't like uh, saying... As far as... I, I, I streamed a PS3 game under the retro category on Twitch after the PS5 release. Well, okay, Nobody can game? stop me. Um, what PS3 game? Uh, the launch day resistance. Okay, that's okay. That's retro. <laughs> you, you got me there. <laughs> it looked like a PS2 game, so I'd say it's retro. All right, fair enough. <sighs> but uh, friends and folks, and uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, look into Fight Cage yourself if you're if you're wondering about playing some old fighting games. And uh, until next time, peace out. Bye bye.